Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Struggle, the life and lost art of Sukalski, takes us inside the mind of one of the century's great characters, offering a startling look at how history can stand in the way of a true artistic genius in one generation while stepping aside to reveal it dramatically in the next. In 1968, pop culture collector Glenn Bray, who had an interest in surrealist art, happened upon an unusual book featuring the art of Stanislav Skukalski. And from there, he introduced Sukowski to his friends, a circle of people involved in the underground art comic world. And with that came this amazing discovery, voyage into the world of Stanislav Sukowski at, uh, in this documentary, The Struggle on the, the Life and Lost Art of Sukowski. We're joined today by the director, Eric Dubrowski, as well as the, the producer and co-creator of the film, and that would be Stephen Cooper. To both of you, welcome to Film School. Thank you for having us. You're so welcome. As I said earlier, this is one of those films that for for me and I hope for my audience, it is a journey of discovery. It is a journey in which you the, a whole other world is revealed to you, not only just the amazing art, of Zakalski, but also of the world that he grew up in, the incredibly tumultuous times in which he lived, and ha- where he found himself at the at the end of his life. It's a remarkable story, and um, I'll ask uh, you, uh, Eric, uh, where did you come into this into this project? How did you how did you decide to do this film? Yeah, I, I don't uh, believe in uh, coincidences. Uh, so everything was for purpose. Uh, one day uh, I have got a phone call uh, from my friend who was involved in my previous artistic documentary. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he asked me a question if uh, I would like to work on documentary about Sakshukalski. Uh, uh, and uh, he told me uh, something about his uh, California story, which mm-hmm. Uh, totally unknown uh, for me. By coincidence, I don't believe in, uh, my wife and uh, Steve Cooper uh, were nearby uh, Glenn Bray uh, Gallery, Arkady and they immediately uh, met Glenn and um, started talking about uh, the project. Yes, Steve? Okay. Exactly. So no, and when I was invited to join Eric in this uh, project, it sounded like a, a great adventure, and I said yes, and I knew nothing about Shukovsky uh, to begin with. So it was a journey of discovery for me, too, um, over the last five years. Yeah, and uh, the, the, believe me, uh, I think that, that we discovered uh, only small part of uh, Shukovsky legacy, so the gate is open for another filmmakers, researchers, writers. Uh, Sukalski is, you know, an unlimited oceans of uh, ideas, of controversy, uh, of uh, very powerful story, of uh, the highest artistic art. Yeah. 
Well, let's back up just a bit here and, and introduce the world as we know uh, Stanislav Tsiolkovsky. And um, he was born where? Where was he born? And give us a little bit of his sort of early life and, and the life and times of uh, his early life. Uh, okay, Tsiolkovsky was born in the central Poland uh, in the little town Varda. So his tribe uh, nickname was Stach from Varda. He was raised in uh, another uh, place. Uh, the name of this place was Gidla. And this place was uh, very famous because of uh, a sanctuary. Um, dedicated to Holy Mother from Hitler. Mm -hmm. um, Szukalski was uh, anti-Catholic for all his life, but this uh, environment uh, created his, uh, you know, artistic worldview because he met so many uh, different characters uh, between the pilgrims. Uh, and Tchaikovsky wrote about it a uh, wonderful uh, novel, which was published at uh, Atlantic Weekly. He grew up in Poland. His father emigrated to Chicago and brought the family to join him in Chicago around the turn of the century. Tchaikovsky was educated in Chicago public schools, uh, but then he was sent back to Poland to study art in Krakow at age 16. Uh, and he stayed at the Academy of Art there uh, for a couple of years, returning to Chicago. And then during the 1930s, he traveled back and forth between uh, the United States and Poland. Now, there was, he was a very unusually gifted student. And there were some amazing things about his early life uh, that I think bear talking about. I mean, first of all, he, he was not classically what you would call a, a good student in, this, in the sense that he felt that he had a, a certain particular vision of the world, a certain level of intelligence that he felt in many ways that school didn't serve him as it should. Is that, is that fair to say, Eric? Uh, yes, exactly. Szukalski was, uh, you know, totally independent individual uh, from the beginning, from the very beginning, and he also created his own uh, handwriting uh, style, which was not accept, uh, acceptable for the teachers. But Szukalski won, and and he kept it for for the rest of his life. <laughs> and um, our team is full of uh, such um, uh, stories because uh, Szukalski life was like that. Yeah. Uh, but yet, um, the place where Szukalski um, was uh, grown um, made uh, absolutely uh, significant uh, influence on, on, on his uh, own life. He started uh, carving little figurines for the girls uh, in his village, just to be nice uh, for them. Mm -hmm. And girls started to call him the sculptor. Mm -hmm. So he said, okay, I will be the sculptor to attract nice girls. Right. Well, well, Stephen, he, he, uh, he did sculpture. He did all kinds of, he worked in different mediums of art. 
But would what is it yep. fair to say that sculpture is his was his probably his strongest? Um, yes, he his first love as an artist was sculpture. His earliest, you know, Eric was just saying, as uh, seven years old, he was carving gears, uh, and then as a young uh, adolescent at the Chicago Institute of Art, he was impressing uh, the teachers there. He loved sculpture, uh, and yet when he lost everything during the siege of Warsaw, yeah. not the bombing bombing of the city. Uh, he, he was deprived of the ability to practice his art for the next 40 or 50 years. And he then turned to painting, writing, uh, architectural, drawing. Uh, he, he was just uh, teeming with uh, visions and the, the need to express them in all kinds of different mediums. Yeah. One of, one of the things about the documentary, The Life and the Lost Art of Shikalski, that uh, is hard to put into words, as far as our discussion is concerned, is how bold and how singular his look and his feel. His art was very powerful. It had a it had a bearing to it. It had a it had a point of view. More than that, it was it was it's a remarkable body of work. The, what we see in the film is this very bold approach to art. And he seemed to be in the midst of creating his own kind of mythology, his own iconography in the in the work that he did. It is truly breathtaking to look at the art that he did. And I, you throw around the word genius, often we throw it around too loosely, but his work certainly approaches a level of a very different kind of understanding of an artistic vision. Very singular, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Is that a fair statement about him and his work? And Eric, uh, please feel free to comment. Yeah, it's it's a very good question. You know, um, we can say that uh, Shukalski was involved in the making art, uh, as today we say, um, visionary art. Yeah. Uh, Shukalski never sketched uh, his idea. He had ready images uh, in his, on his mind. And uh, then um, he had to make a choice which medium um, would be better to realize the idea. And uh, yes, Szukowski had kind of uh, superpowers as, as, as other geniuses. Uh, for me, Szukowski was, uh, you know, equivalent of Nikola Tesla, but uh, in art. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, uh, Shukowski's uh, third eye uh, was closed for the couple of years in uh, his life, and uh, he uh, hadn't uh, seen, you know, some dangers of merging art with politics. Stephen, is it fair to say in his art, it appeared that he he was creating almost a, a, a kind of folk art for a civilization that may not have existed, I, or is that fair? Is that a is that is that sound? No, that's a that's a wonderful that's a wonderful formulation, um, and I think there are a, a number of ways to to approach it as a question. Uh, Tchaikovsky insisted on the primacy of his individual vision. Uh, he refused to work from models. He believed that all inspiration came from within. And 
his case, um, it was spilling out of him from early childhood, and then, and then when he lost everything, uh, one of his primary reactions was to recreate a world. Yeah. So, just as you say, he, he kind of invented uh, uh, not only a mythology, but an entire cosmology yeah. uh, that, would, that would sort of explain and justify the, the cruelties that he uh, witnessed and uh, endured himself. We, we haven't got to even the part of the film, which is another amazing part of this documentary, where we, he ends up here in Southern California, and I feel like, for the viewer, I want them sort of the one. This is the part of the film where we become sort of part of the movie. We discover Shikalski along with Glenn Bray and and as well as people like Robert and Suzanne Williams and George DiCaprio. These are the people who were who were doing underground comics under the what was in the '60s and '70s known as underground comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so the film really kind of takes us on this journey, but it's it's kind of Glenn Frey and his we're along for the ride, if you will, in, in discovering this remarkable artist. And 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 I just uh, Eric, I want to ask you to comment on on sort of the latter half of Shikalski's life where politics and World War Two and these things sort of caught he got caught up in a certain kind of uh historic sweep if you will historic perspective uh that in in, in many ways was uh, a tragedy for him in some ways it was self-inflicted but in other ways it wasn't would you like to comment on any that any part of that that part of his life oh yes uh, as i said before uh Sokalki closed uh, his uh, you know, superpowers to recognize reality uh, for some time uh, at the late 30s in Poland. Yeah. And he was totally involved uh, in building new states. And the found of, of, of this was, uh, was good. He wanted to create a new art for independent and strong Poland. Yeah. But what does it mean, strong country? Sometimes it means that uh, this country should be stronger than the neighbors or to the, or stronger than, than minorities. Right. And that was um, the darkest part uh, of our story. And uh, we recognized uh, what had really happened, uh, you know, making uh, shooting period. Yeah. Because our researchers before uh, delivered us uh, information about using hate speech, about you know, being uh, too provocative, controversial, etc. But when we have found um, direct quotation from Sukalski's leaflet, uh, we were all mm, totally disappointed. And uh, we had to recompose uh, thinking about the movie and uh, deliver uh, this story in, in absolutely uh, fair way. Yeah, you're honest about uh, it, you're, yes. Right, and you know what? Uh, my first documentary uh, was about uh, theater and politics, uh, and how art may um, start uh, historical uh, events. 
Yeah. And uh, Sukalski was involved in building new Poland, and the Second World War uh, stopped all those dreams and all those scenes at the same time together. And Sukalski has lost everything, 700 uh, artwork uh, at his studio, yeah. and he barely uh, survived from the rubble, uh, fighting for life for today. And uh, I would say it was instant karma. <laughs> yes, it was, it was instant karma. Well, Stephen Cooper, we one of the things about the film that is it's visually interesting. First of all, you have this amazing artwork, but also the way that the in in various parts of the film in telling the story, the camera follows the contours of his artwork. So you you have this very up close, very intimate look at his work, and it even it just highlights what a what an amazing mind he had for this kind of thing. Uh, uh, so I'm, I really want to congratulate both of you for the telling of the story, the way you do. It's a visually a very interesting and arresting way to see his life story. But it, it, it really gives you a, a sense of just the power and the beauty of the work that he did. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate that. I have a, uh, an anecdote about how that part of the film came to be. Okay. On the day that we were invited to Netflix to pitch this project, um, our main producer, Leonardo DiCaprio, came with us. And as we were being escorted down a long, long corridor at Netflix headquarters, I happened to be walking beside Leonardo, and I was trying my best to uh, explain for him the vision Eric and I had for how we thought we could best display cinematically Sukalski's bronze work. And I, I found myself using words like, the camera will be swooping and soaring and <laughs> orbiting around the bronzes. Yes. I was a little worried that I might not be making much sense, and Leonardo paused and looked at me and said, I know guys who That's amazing. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. Uh, you mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio. It's his. It's his father, George DiCaprio, that was was a, a fa such a fan of Shikalski's, and w so I assume one of the reasons why Leonardo's actually, as a young boy, he must did he meet Stanislaw? Yeah, there is a famous photo uh, we used uh, in the movie mm -hmm. uh, when Leonardo is uh, sitting on Shikalski's knee. Yeah. And uh, Sukalski dedicated one book to little Leo, warning <laughs> him, don't grow too fast. Also um, in the movie, and uh, I must say that yesterday Leonardo was opening, um, you know, Los Angeles screening at LACMA, and it was absolutely a uh, magic event. Uh, Leonardo brought some of his friends, including Al Pacino, uh -huh. uh, and the uh, audience w was really amazed uh, with the movie. Uh, sorry not to be uh, so modest, but 
it was like that. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and it was totally surprised with the reaction that that, that the audience was loving and, 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 and crying, you know, yeah. uh, at the end of the movie. As I said before, this is the first movie of, about Sukalski, and um, I really invite uh, and welcome everybody to research this subject. It's not often that you come across an undiscovered artistic giant, someone who was was so versed in what they did and, and their, their vision for what it was they were trying to accomplish. It's not often that we come across those people. Having seen this film, I can only imagine other people's reaction to it because it's so striking. His work is so striking, and it's so it, it feels so confident. In when you see his work, it, it, it feels like someone that was done by by an artist at the top of his game. He knew exactly what he was trying to accomplish. And to see how many pieces he did and how many different mediums he worked in and was accomplished in all of them is just, just to witness a true artist, a true artist. And so I... I uh, I can imagine people will be continue to be reacting. They'll be, have a chance to see the film. It's opening on Netflix on uh, December 21st, Friday, December 21st. And I'm sure you're going to get reactions from people across the world when they see this film that, that are similar to the one that I had. So um, congratulations to both of you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for being with us. You're very welcome. Again, the film is called Struggle, The Life and Lost Art of Sikowski. We've been joined today by the director, Eric Dobrowski, as well as the co-creator and, and co-producer of the film, and that would be Stephen Cooper. Thank you both so much for being here on Film School. Our great pleasure. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.